Good morning to everybody on BBS radio listening to us. And my name is Lynn Free. And this particular call that we're doing is Sunday morning with the Elohim. And we're on a conference line, and people are calling into the conference line. So for the next five to eight minutes, we'll be greeting people as they come into the conference line. And people can either come into the conference line or listen on VBS. It doesn't matter. Although there are times when there's a chance to interface with us on the conference line, which we don't have on VBS radio. Now, someone else checked in. Would you like to say your name and your city? Joan Dawn's friends. Hello, Joan. Hi, Hi Joan. Joan. Hi, guys. Oh. <laughs> Happy Sunday. <laughs> now, people get addicted to our calls. Uh, addicted in a good way. And we do something that's fairly extraordinary on this call. And we have made connection with these group energies. Would you like to say your name in your city? Hi there, Wayne. This is Cecil in the Great Northwest. Hello, Cecil. Great Cecil Hi, in Cecil. the Great Northwest. Hi, family. <laughs> now, uh, these people that are checking in, they didn't join anything. They just kept showing up. And there's an energy on this call that makes people, doesn't make, but creates an environment for people to love each other and to love themselves. And we make connection with very high sources in the universe, the multiverse. Would you like to say your name in your city? Hello, everyone. It's Eminem in Nebraska. Hello, Eminem. Hi, Eminem. Hi, Eminem. Okay. You know, it's I so nice to... It's so nice to have a married couple that shows up. <laughs> and as I was saying, continuing, we make connections with very wise and powerful and loving beings in the highest levels of the multiverse. Hello, would you like to say in the city? Yeah, Raven, positive right? greetings. Well, yes, positive greetings. Hi, Raiden. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Raiden. Hi. 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 It's Roger in Austin. Hi, Hello, Nico. Roger. Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, hi. Happy so, Sunday. <laughs> this is when, continuing what I was saying, these beings, by and large, to the best of my knowledge, don't have bodies. They're energy beings. They're very old in terms of the universe. They say they've been around 
before there was a universe. And they were part of the creation of the original template of the universe. And um, we have had thousands of conversations with them live on this call. And probably 2,000 of our communications are posted on the spirit channel that met. Would you like to say your name and your city? Hi, Lynn and everyone. Shirley from Ohio. Hi, Shirley. Hello, Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Shirley, you sound like you're in a good mood this morning. I'm trying. <laughs> you're trying? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> if you're trying, you're flying. Like you, but thank you. I used to tell my wife, yes, you are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. <laughs> but I had a good conversation with her yesterday, and she's fine. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, I hope you didn't tell her she was trying. No, I didn't. <laughs> She's probably listening right now. Probably. <laughs> yes, she is. She is. Yeah. This is Lynn. Would you like to say your name in your city? Hello, Terry Marie, Nevada. Hello, Terry Marie. Hi, Terry Marie. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, everybody. Hi, we're going to be talking today to these exalted sources that are energy beings that have answered every question I can think of about how the universe works, how evolution works, and um it's been my experience that people that listen to our calls tend to speed up their evolution. They tend to become more aware of their place in the universe and the challenges they're working on by being in a physical body on planet Earth. And I tell people, don't believe anything of this except what you resonate with. So just be open-minded and um, see what happens. We've had many, many miraculous phenomena occur to the people in, with the people in our group because as you expand into the higher realms you become more susceptible to miracles and miracles on the earth plane are just commonplace in the higher realms. In fact, 
they wouldn't even call them miracles. Because By the way, Wayne, you've got five minutes for me. Oh, yeah, right. You know what? I should be recording now, shouldn't I? Yes. Okay. Hang on a second. How do I record? Get the record button. Wait a second here. The recording has started. This is October 1st, 2023. Wing Free is my name. I'm in Sedona, Arizona. And I guess you could say that I'm a celestial communicator, whatever the hell that is. But in 2002, that was about 21 years ago, my partner woke me up in the middle of the night. She said, get the tape recorder out. And I had no idea what was coming. And a voice came through her. It identified itself as the Council of Elohim and instructed me to ask them questions. And they have never told me to do anything. They just say, ask them questions. And I was skeptical. I looked up the word Elohim on Google, and it was one of the names for God in the Old Testament was the name the Mormons used for God. And that many, many metaphysical people um, referred to them as the group energy that was responsible for the beginning of the universe. Now, did I believe they, they were who they said they were? No. I believe they weren't. No, I didn't know. And I tend to be very empirical. And I said, if it's true, it will prove itself to me. And then about four months into this, these conversations, uh, my sister was going to die, according to the doctors, and I asked him if they could help her, and she had a miracle of healing that defied Western medicine. And I started to think, maybe they're who they say they are. But I didn't talk about it to anybody. I wanted to be pretty sure of myself before I started talking about it, because with channelings, It's very hard to know if who you're talking to is telling you the truth. Because there are <laughs> negative there are negative beings on the other side that will deceive us. And so I wasn't sure. It took me about three years to be convinced and uh if you go to YouTube and do a search on 
Wing Meets God. You'll find a video that tells the whole whole story. And it, people tell me the video is very good. So I hope you'll watch it if you haven't yet. Hang on. I am going to mute everybody. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. This session is no longer being recorded. Whoops. The recording has started. This is October 1st, 2023. Wynn in Sedona. And Terry and friends in the fifth density, not in bodies. And uh, and all of you here, and all of the groups that are supporting this work. Many people notice energy on this call. And we have the attention of now, let me just say, I'm not going to say this is true, but over the years, the evidence has convinced me that it is. And One minute, each of, when... you, each of you has to be convinced. We're going to start out with Cecil calling in the light, and is, is Jackie here? Hello, Jackie. Okay, Cecil, I'm turning it over to you. And this is our invocation to create a bridge between our realm and the higher realms where these positive beings reside. Who are, we're going to be talking to them today. And I turn it over to Cecil. Thank you, Lynn. And we're calling it, calling in the light. One infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and fill everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth through our bodies and anchored into the Earth. We invite our higher density friends who are service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us, and we co-create a loving group energy connection for the highest and greatest good for all, honoring free will. Back to you, Wynn. Star six win. Here we go. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. So I started talking earlier about my friend who woke me up in the middle of the night 
and told me to get a tape recorder out. Let me um, mute the dings here, if I remember how. Okay, they're muted. And um, this voice came through her that said to ask them questions. And we've been doing that for 20 years. And a year ago, Terry, who was the source of these messages, left her body. And to my surprise, after a few days, people who were regulars on our call told me that they thought Terry was communicating to them. And I started checking people out who were saying that. And uh, I would ask questions about things that only Terry could answer. Like, do you know where this is in the house? We live in the same house in Sedona. And she could correctly answer those kinds of questions. And over a period of time, I said, I think I'm really talking to Terry. And then through Terry, we were accessing all of these other beings in the fifth density and higher, including the Elohim, including the Ra group, including Jesus. And we taped all these conversations, and there you can find them on thespiritchannel.net. And we do this call every Sunday, and we'll be communicating with Terry and friends, and we'll also be playing back a replay of a session with Terry herself some, that we did some five years ago. So I hope you'll stay and listen and see if you feel a transformation of your energy during the call. Many people report that that their own energies shift, they become lighter, they're more positive, their, their troubles go away, and see if that happens for you. And we are going to say hello to Terry and friends right now. And Terry Marie, are you there? I'm here. I got you. Okay. Terry Marie is in Nevada, near Las Vegas. And she's one of the people that has been able to contact Terry. And Terry, are you here monitoring everything? I'm here. I'm listening. I'm watching. Okay. Um, so let's just give Terry a wave.
what do we look like from your vantage point? Sparks of light shining. Sparks of light. So you're not actually you're not actually seeing our bodies, right? Well, if I wish to, I could, but uh, generally, no. Okay. Now, one of the things we've learned is that we're not just bodies. There's this illusion that many people live under that when they're in a body, that's all there is. And they spend their lives trying to have the most successful life they can being a body, expecting that maybe when they die, they're going to disappear and not exist anymore. But we've learned that's not true. It would be more accurate to say that you are a soul in a body and that when you die, your soul goes on. And there's all these different densities or dimensions, and you can move up the ladder of these and keep evolving. And am I accurate, Terry, in what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Continue. Okay. Now, we've had a lot of conversations about how this process works and how eventually a human can graduate this realm and end up in a higher density and even ending up in the fifth density where you don't need to have a body, where you just have are an energy residing in that density. And that's where Terry is right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the realm we're in is called third density. Now, I've been, I was studying all this stuff before, before Terry started channeling, before 2002. I was spending my life going to spiritual teachers, spiritual talks, lectures, swamis, gurus, trying to understand the nature of life. And then finally, a very high being started talking to me and I I was invited to ask questions, which I did. And we're going to be asking some questions today. And I wanted to start out with this idea. This was something that was in the raw material. And it had to do with, I'll give a quote from the raw material. We are in what's called 
space-time. And the higher dimensions are called time-space. And the raw material talks about when you're in time-space, you can do everything and know nothing. And when you're in space-time, Let me, let me say that in in this realm, when you're in space, this realm is actually space-time. I mixed them up. Yeah. And in space, in space-time, you can do everything and know nothing. Mm-hmm. And in time-space, you can know everything and do nothing. And now that's a cryptic statement. And when I first read it, I said, how does that work? Well, in, in space-time, in the realm we're in, we don't normally know the laws of the universe. We don't know how evolution works. We don't know what impacts evolution. And in time-space, you do know those things. But in this realm, we can help people graduate by sharing love with them. And when you share, when you share true love, you're utilizing the law of one. You can't love anything without being one with it. I'm here. Just a moment. So, how do we become one with things? How do we access this love? And we're not talking about emotional love. We're talking about spiritual love. And spiritual love, we connect with other people's essences with their souls. And to do that, you have to learn about your own soul. Because we exist here as a soul inhabiting a physical body. And this is what our sources have been teaching us for years now, from every angle. Now, you know, 
We all know the word intuition. Intuition is when you get a sense of something, even without knowing where the sense came from. And oftentimes, it's wise. And intuition is kind of a bridge between space-time and time-space. And let me pose a question to Terry Marie, which I would expect Terry and friends will answer. Why is it that in space-time we can't perceive the big picture of things. Mm. You can perceive it if you wish. You have to connect. You said first with yourself. And uh, appreciate the oneness of all, and uh, get closer to the feeling within you. Um, and it takes some effort and to to see more, to feel more, but it can be done. If one wishes to perceive it. Well, when the Ra group said, in space-time, you can know nothing and do everything. And in time-space, you can know everything and do nothing. Are you able to explain that mm. in a way that helps us understand that concept? Mm. Difficult to put into words. Uh, mm. Based on what we can see. I can see all that is happening. Uh, whereas, no, 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 this is Terry Marie. It's, it's getting kind of jumbled up. I'm not getting it clearly. Uh, no time where we are. What time are we on? That there is no time where we are. Uh, um, oh, we do have time. Pardon? 
We do have time. We have clocks. You, you do. Can watch time. I'm speaking of a higher, higher density. Oh, in the higher density. Okay. Go ahead. There's no time there. Right. But we know. We know of everything that's happening. We know of uh, your time. But is it... Um, Hmm. Hmm. Oh, sorry, I can't get it. Sorry, Marie, I can't. can't well, connect. Well, I can't well, relate it accurately. I'm sorry. Well, let, let me say, Terry Marie is still new at channeling, and uh, sometimes I'll ask a question that Terry Brown knows it. But Terry can't get it, okay? So, yeah. And I appreciate it, her coming in and doing this and doing the best that she can, okay? Um, you know, it's hard to imagine no time, isn't it? How can there be such a thing as no time? And actually, the higher dimensions do have time, but it travels at a different rate than here. Some of you may have heard this idea, I think it was Einstein's idea, that if you're on a vehicle that's moving fast enough, that your experience of time is different than on the earth plane. Mm. And when you get high enough, and a lot of spiritual teachings say this, you move into what they call the eternal now. And it's, as time moves along in a lower realm, it's always now, now, now. And it's the same now. And you start to experience it that way. You're in the center of the movement of time. Instead of looking into the future or looking back at the past. I don't know if that makes sense. But Terry is in fifth density. And she's experiencing this idea of no time. Am I right on that, Terry? Yeah. 
you understand. Terry Marie, I'm having a hard time with this. Well, let me give an example which might make this idea more clear. We can all know that our perception of time changes. Even though linear time, if you're watching a clock, doesn't change. You can watch a clock and an hour passes and two hours pass. But when you're having a really, shall we say, a good time, when you are truly enjoying yourself in some activity, it seems like the time passes very fast. And when you're depressed and when you're having challenges and when things are going wrong, time passes very slow. And I think everyone can relate to that. Now, Einstein said, if a bunch of people get into a rocket ship, it's moving extremely fast. Time will be different for them than it is on the ground here. Mm-hmm. And it means if they spent a year traveling very fast and then they landed again, they would have aged differently because time was moving at a different pace than when they were earthbound in a body. Now that's hard to imagine, but it's true. And Einstein said that, and uh, mm-hmm. it's like, Terry, where you're at, in the realm you're in, you know, the universe is constantly moving. Everything moves. We have the Earth traveling around the sun. We have um, electrons and protons traveling around the atom. We have the solar system moving through the galaxies. And it's all moving at different speeds. And there's beings everywhere. There's beings that that are are the sun. The sun is made up of beings. And those beings are different time zones than this realm. So, the key is, how do you move in this realm 
into higher time zones or higher dimensions, which help you tap into your intuitions, which help make you experience psychic phenomena, We're doing it right now. Some of you notice that as I'm talking, I'm spacing out. Mm-hmm. And I have to come back and catch myself and catch my thread of conversation to continue. Mm-hmm. And some of you are spacing out with me. <laughs> and some of you are thinking, why is Lynn stopping? Why doesn't he hurry up and continue? Mm-hmm. Now, what time is it? 1041. Um, I am going to play very shortly a replay from, I think, 2000 and... Let me just see the date. The date I'm going to replay... Here it is. This is from April 15th, 2018, I think. No, that was last week's replay. That's the moment. I'm not finding this. Let me see here. Here it is. This is from January 21st, 2018. And let me line that up so we so we can get it in just 
any moment. Now, you know, if the space is here and I'm not talking, you could think I'm just being deficient, which I am. But, you know, I'm also moving into the zone where time moves differently. Mm -hmm. And... uh, And if you can move into that zone, you'll get spaced out a little bit. And get a feeling. Pardon me? Good for everyone to try to feel the energy. Are you on your speaker? Are you on your speakerphone now? Yes, because I have got his charging. Because you're muddy. Your voice is not clear. All right. Let's see if it's loading it. Are you fixing that? I'm working on it. Uh, not responding. Is your headset not charged? It's not charged enough yet. Let me try something else. Well, don't figure out the distance to be from your phone. So it doesn't sound all muddy. Okay? Okay. How does it sound now? That's better. Okay? No, it's clear. Okay. Let me try this. Are you moving around? I'm okay now. I'm still. Get back in the zone now. You know, what happens? happens is what? 
is when you go into that zone, where you're spaced out, is the time that you channel. It's when your mind is blank and, you know, people that channel Every single one of them has said that it is like you're making it up. And having been with a number of people who channel and I know they couldn't be making it up, okay? I know that. And oftentimes incredible information would come through that was way beyond the ability of the person who was channeling. You know, and it takes practice. And every week, Terry Marie is getting better. And I appreciate that she puts herself on the line here when she's still training, so to speak, of how to do that, do this. All right, while we're doing this, I'm filming through trying to line up this replay. Here it is. Okay. Hang on. This is January 21st, 2018. Our Sunday, I tell her, you know, thank you for cheering everyone up who's walking through the line. That means most of us cannot is connected to other dimensions. There are other there are other dimensions simultaneously surrounding your physical body all the time. Oh, you're and saying you can be we're here in this dimension, but yet we're functioning in other dimensions. Right. We, we so don't our, have the, the body is here. Oftentimes, we don't have the aware. Most times, we don't have awareness of it. Okay. But when you get intuitions, intuitive flashes, 
Where do you think they're coming from? They're coming from the part of you that's in another dimension, that's sending them into your conscious mind, okay? Um, when you feel vibes, can you feel vibes? You ever walk in a room and say, I feel the vibe in this room? Well, yeah, if I'm in a vibe with other people, but yeah. I'm like well, coming from another dimension. Well, Maybe There's in that room, in that direct room, but not anything coming for energy coming from someplace else. No. Well, what I mean is <clears throat> that other dimensions are not someplace else. Oh. When you when you go to the highest level, there's there's no time and there's no space. Everything is simultaneously. Everything is everywhere. Okay. Now, if that's the first time you heard it, something to think about, because that means most of us cannot encompass that, because it's too big, and there's a veil in place around us. And, and around this realm. But, you know, this is like a paradox. But when I start thinking this way, it helps me. You might try it. Um, imagine, imagine there's no time and space. What does that mean? That means you're as big as the universe, potentially. You can access the one infinite creator. It's all around you. It's just a matter of how do you tap into it. And um, there was a thing Jim McCarty talked about, read on one of uh, Whole Planet Healings, where he talked about Jesus uh, accessing the one infinite creator. And... We think in terms of separateness. We think the one infinite creator is there and we're here. We think our soul is there and we're here. We think the Elohim is there and we're here. And those are illusions that are per per perpetrated in our consciousness so that we can live a life in 3D as a unique being. But simultaneously, see, the trick is, this is a paradox. Simultaneously, while you are living your life as a unique being in 3D, you are simultaneously living a life in all these other dimensions as being part of all these other beings. And when we go into whole planet healing or we do one of our visualizations, we actually break down the separations and start to feel the energy of multi-dimensions simultaneously. And this dimension that we're in that we're calling 3D is actually actually starts at the very top of the matrix and then matriculates down with layer upon layer upon layer of dimension and consciousness till we experience 
a totally separate body, a totally unique body. Are you there, Lynn? Yeah, I was muted. Oh, God, I got to watch myself. All right. What I was, thank you. Um, what I was saying was that when you're in the higher dimension, and this is 3D, Terry is in 5D. And she has the experience of feeling connected with all of the other beings in 5D. And this is hard to imagine, but just imagine it for a moment, because um, she can send out a signal and get them to help her. They are immediately part of her consciousness if she tunes into it. So she feels less separate. And in this realm, we feel separated because we don't have the, that, we haven't accessed that. Although you can access it. People do access it. And when when they don't access it in the same way as in 5D, but they access it in terms of immediate intuitions about other people, feeling other people's energies and reading them. And, um, and if they get really good at it, they become psychic and they put out a single and do readings for people. But all psychic means is that you can become one with another being and suddenly be talking to them as seeing how they are because you're tuning into them. You're becoming them. And as long as you're capable, to the extent that you're capable of experiencing who they are, you can read it back to them and give them a psychic reading. And not every psychic can do it at, a, at, at the same depth, but it's the beginning of experiencing oneness. And in the higher density, 
the beings in the higher densities can all experience connection with the other beings in that density. And uh, Terry Murray, are you there? Yes, I'm still here. And Terry, in the fifth density, is that your experience? Am I describing it accurately? Yes, a good explanation, yes. So there's millions, millions of entities in in 5D, correct? Yes, and beyond. And, and beyond. And you're, you have a separation from them, but it's a sin separation. And as soon as you intend to connect, there's an immediate connection. Correct. Okay? And so you don't have to try to get to know somebody. You already know them. They know you. And then you work together on projects. For example, as we've been talking in the past, you can team up and then send energy to a location on Earth. Am I accurate on that? Yes. Yeah. And if I ask you, can you team up with as many beings that are needed to send energy to each person that's listening to us right now? Is that possible? Um, not necessarily all at the same time, but yes. Well, it would take a lot, a lot of beings, a lot of energy to trickle it down to each person on the call at this moment. Well, I'm feeling it trickling down to me when I said that. Some people may feel it, others may not. It's, uh, it's open to it as well. I mean, it feels like my chakras are opening up. We are and then trying I'm, to do it. And then I'm, yeah. I'm expanded. Yes. You may open the lines to see if anyone else is feeling it. I was just going to do. I was just going to do that. Okay. Hang on. All participants are unmuted. Okay. Can I, I just want to hear, how many of you felt that? I can feel yeah. um, the Elohim. I can see them. Mm-hmm. 
How many of you felt some increased energy when I did that? That's, I would say yes. I would say yes, I did. But it's very subtle. Yeah. yeah. I did too. And how many of you felt nothing? I'm feeling more energy now. Now that everyone's focusing in on it. Terry Marie, well, I'm feeling it more than more. I felt Carla come in hmm. and say hello. Hello, Carla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, she's there too. Carla is one of our really great friends who who died a couple of years ago and is up in the higher realms. I know it works this way. And if you're not feeling it, stay tuned in. You never know when it's, it's going to happen. All right? And Terry, thank you for helping. I feel like I'm failing when so few people can feel the energy. And uh Well, when the the high the, the Elohim have a very high frequency and in order for people to feel it it needs lots of people to focus on it so that the energy can be stepped down so that people can um, sense it. We're not not just working with the Elohim here. I mean, we're working with Terry and friends in 5D. And the Elohim are higher than 5D, okay? Yes, Mm -hmm. they're involved. Am I correct on that, Terry? Yes. We are also involved in sending the energy with Terry, the team, and anyone else in the higher densities who wish to participate, and there are many at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's play a little more of this audio. We'll see what happens. A totally unique body, and it does not feel connected to anything. Uh, unless you've started to advance yourself. But the truth is, it is connected. And you are, you are simultaneously a totally unique, physicalized, encapsulated, 
human form and a multidimensional entity that potentially goes back to the one infinite creator simultaneously and every place in between. But you can't experience all of that because it would disable you, your ability to live in a physical body and be human. So it happens as a background program, and then you can tap into it. You can um, tap into it, and we tap into it all the time. And when we tap into it, we don't leave where we are and go somewhere else. We, the experience that I call tap, call tapping into it is when we feel expanded. When I say listen to the silence and you feel energy and we feel connected. When the Elohim talk and we feel connected and our call is over and your vibrations are higher than before the call started and for a period of time you feel connected with everything else. Some and of then you, it goes away. And then it goes away. Right? Yeah. I got it. It said it's tight. It's tight. Right. Yeah. I do feel that. I do feel that. I feel it now, as a matter of fact. Yeah, well, I do, too. I can feel it. That's why I can can say it. Even though I'm I'm sitting in the chair, I still feel Mm. another type of energy. Yeah, I do. Right, right. Well, you're getting it. And I'm sure that many of the people on the call and then when we're off the call, I feel kind of sad, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Because I left that, I left that that energy. Now I'm back to, well, I gotta go wash the dishes, or I gotta go to the store, you know. And I, I want yeah. that other energy that I felt when we were together. Right. Yeah. You know what? Got um, it. You're getting it, right? Yeah. So that's an example of what I'm talking about. How does that happen if we're not moving in other dimensions when we're on this call? Okay, but the thing of the thing about it is to experience it in your life. It's a matter of being a creator and learning how to bring it in. Now, like for me, for me, I bring it in. By looking for God in everything, or looking for the energy of all that is in everything. So I can walk into a supermarket <laughs> and go through through the the checkout line, and I can tell the woman who's bringing up everything. I tell her. You know, thank you for cheering everyone up who's walking through the lines. I said that, you know, because she was. And she looked at me, and she knew she was doing it. She knew she was blessing everybody. But she didn't think anyone noticed. And in her mind, she thought she was just being a nice person. But in fact, you know, when I say something like that, 
I automatically recreate. It has to be real. It has to be, not everyone can do that, okay? It has to be real. It has to be sincere. But it recreates myself in the moment. So suddenly, the whole energy of the supermarket changes, okay? The brown lady. The who? The brown lady. Hi. Which brown? Oh, Jerry Brown. I, th- I thought I, I thought you were saying we had a uh, a Negro on the line, <laughs> a black person. Hi, Jerry. Hi. Hi. Welcome, ba- welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. Yeah. So it's like when you're with people. See, what happens is we have people in our lives that we've established relationships with for a long time, and they relate to us in a certain way. And in many ways, the ways they relate to us are contracted according to what we've become. In other words, at one point, it was was like really good. And at another point, it was, like, boring because you went above it. But they still keep pulling you into it. Now, that's a little hard. Sometimes you just have to um, not see so much of that person. And uh, or if you can figure out how to raise them up, good luck. But it's possible, okay? No, before you leave this uh, topic... I'm wondering, when you talk about the energy and dimensions and you're feeling that energy from another dimension, such as when we talk on the phone, et cetera, what would be the type of energy when you're in therapy and you're sitting in a circle and you have the uh, psychologist or psychiatrist and you have a circle of people talking about different things? So, So what energy is that? Is that coming from another? That's not another dimension, is it? Well, it depends on the psychiatrist, okay? It depends who's holding the energy for the group. They're going to set the tone. Well, the energy. Yeah. Uh, Um, They're going to set the tone for it. In other words, why this works is because I set a tone, all right? And somebody else could try to do what I do and mimic it, and it wouldn't happen. And... I've activated myself, so I have the. See, I don't have control of it. It doesn't. It's like I don't even know what I'm doing. All I know is I've made connection with the Elohim. We've made connection with the Elohim. We've come over and over again and felt the energy. So we come back and their energy starts to come through and then everybody feels it. And, um, and it's like learning. It's like learning about that energy. Probably most therapists don't bring that in, but they could. Also, when there's a group of people in a room and each one is talking, there, there, there can very easily be a group energy created even without all the spiritual understandings of it. And I've 
used certain examples of like when people go see a movie and they're in a theater um, and the movie inspires a whole set of emotions and feelings, then everybody in the theater starts to feel the same feeling and they walk out of the theater and if they look at each other, they all know they're in the same zone. So they, they created a group energy. The, the movie triggered a group energy. And I remember one guy who, when he said this years ago, he said it, and he was a spiritual teacher of mine. He said he loves to go to the movies and theaters more than watching them on TV because he has much more emotional impact when he's in a group experiencing it, you know? And he could look from the back of the room over all the people in the theater and see the energies on top of everybody merging, okay? So it's not it's not such an unusual it's more normal than you think. Mm-hmm. Um and, and 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 the same thing with music creates group energy, okay? And in fact, the whole world is constructed on group energy. For example, you can walk walk into a restaurant and you can say, well, what good vibes are here? And you walk into another restaurant and say, I'm going to get out of here, right? It's because the proprietors of the re- – Terry goes to this restaurant coffee pot. And she's addicted to it because the the people that own it are there all the time, and they create this family feeling there. So as soon as you go in, you're part of their family, and it's authentic. They're not just doing it to get business. Um, it's good for business when somebody does that, but they're doing it because they really like people. And you can feel it. And it now, those, those same people may would not be able to, may not be able to connect to the type of energy on the calls that we're on, right? Well, because they're not they could, they, they could, the same they, energy. They could connect with it if they paid yeah. attention for a little bit, okay? Like, okay, you have to pay attention. It's, it's not like they're not, like most of you, Many of you didn't connect with that energy the first time you were on a call. I could not be this transparent Mm -hmm. 10 years ago or five years ago. Mm -hmm. I couldn't talk to you like we're part of each other. You know what I'm saying? Already we hit the ground running. Like I remember years ago, I just come come on a call, I start floundering around, and then oftentimes like half hour into it, I say, oh, we hit later. See, if I talk enough about what you're experiencing, you start to feel connected, right? And that because we're, because I'm, the way I would interpret it is I'm tapping into the oneness of everybody, which means when I'm on a call, it's not like I'm, tapping into each of you individually, but I will get psychic impressions just in my mind from from you. And then I will suddenly say something, and it, it all happens beyond the level 
of my conscious manipulation of what I say. It just happens automatically, right? And I'll say something, and somebody will say, when you talked about exactly what I was going through, okay? Right. You do it a but lot. I, pardon me? You do it a lot for me. You'll say something. I'll be like, that's what I wanted him to talk about, and you'll talk about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was questioning earlier this morning that those old soul thing, and uh, they started talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think part of it, you have to be open. There's an openness you have to open to want to. Because I know some people can come on this line and can go, I don't want to hear all that stuff because they're not open. So they're not going to connect. So part of it has to be your willingness to be open. Open and let that energy come in. Well, sometimes there's a there's a big group on the line, and then there's a new person. Mm-hmm. And if I talk to the energy of the group, that has been on the line and has made a lot of advances, the new, per- the new person can be left out, okay? Right. So oftentimes, I will particularly try to address the new, the new, per- the, the new person on the line, you know? Yeah. You know, Jesus said something like this when he talked about the lost sheep is most important, right? And other people might be thinking, you know, there's two ways of relating to that. A person that's been on the line and has gotten more advanced and more open could be thinking, oh, there he is saying the same old thing, talking about his girlfriends. <laughs> and But they could also be thinking, hey, I'm holding the energy for that new person. And, and realize that they're not, even though I'm not addressing where they may be at right at this moment, they have this opportunity to be of service, to hold the energy for somebody new. And that is an experience in of itself every time you do it. You know, the key is, is you're learning about consciousness. You're learning about tapping into flows. And the reason service and, and and sometimes people don't understand what service is. Service does not just mean, well, I'm going to give money to charity, or I'm going to walk little old ladies across the street, or I'm going to help my friend move. It could be all those things. But unless you tap into the energy of it, you're just operating out of a way you're supposed to be and not out of spirit. When you tap into the energy of it, it makes you high. It makes you feel your heart opens up. And so ask yourself if you can open your heart while you're doing that. Um, the energy of gratitude, you know, gratitude, the root of gratitude is is the same as grace. And gra- gratitude brings in divine divine energy. Every time, it's an inner feeling. It's not like appreci- it's not like appreciation. Appreciation is like a three D feeling. It's not like um, how would I say it? Uh, acknowledgement. Oh, you did so good today. That's acknowledgement, right? Gratitude is where your people's consciousnesses are transformed with divine energy 
that happens spontaneously, okay? It's like um, it's like when Terry was really sick, I was faced with like having to take care of her and pay a lot of attention to her. And part of me was resisting. Part of me says, how about all the things I'm supposed to be doing, right? And then I quickly switched around, and I said how important this person is, not just to me, but to the world, and that I did whatever. I stopped stopped everything we were doing and did everything I could to get her better. And it worked, you know, at least, at least, you know, for, for at least a four month period, it was hard for me to believe she was going to stay alive because she couldn't even stand up. You know, she was like, she had already moved to another realm. I could see it, you know, you know, even, even at her best, Terry is part, that's a good part of her in another realm. All right. And um, I suspect if she left this realm, she's going to be okay. But would we be okay? (laughs) So she knows that inside herself as well. And it gives her a very deep wanting to stay in this realm because she's being acknowledged. Okay, do you follow all that? Got it. Yeah. And so when we really have people around us and they're grateful for for you being in their life, then you're grateful for them being in their life. That changes your life. Now your life has purpose and meaning. You don't have to do something big and grand. I mean, when I was younger, I didn't know how to do that. I kept thinking I'm supposed to do something big and grand, and I didn't know how to make the people around me important. So I know that feeling. So in any case, Terry's back, and Terry, I did did the whole call without you, Terry. See that? Did somebody say they had a question? Did I hear a question? Hi, Michael. Oh, I shouldn't say your name. Hi, M.A. (laughs) I see you're there. Okay. Okay. I think that's, that's a very important principle, this idea of learning how How to make the people around you really important to you and you to them in an authentic way that brings in gratitude. Because gratitude brings in an energy of oneness. And if you get into the habit of it, you just stay 
in that place. And you suddenly, you know, people wonder, what am I supposed to do? Every day goes by, what am I supposed to do? Well, make people grateful that you're in their life. And be grateful that they're in your life. But you have to tap into the energy of that. It's not easy to do on a mental level, but start out with the idea of it. Just hold the idea. Ask yourself that question every day. How do I make myself important to other people in an authentic way? Now, we haven't gone into the channeling. Let's do a little bit of the channeling and see what we get. Hang on a second. Anyone have an important comment before we switch modes? No. Okay, good. Terry, are you there? I'm here. Are you feeling okay? Yeah. I'm getting acclimated to, uh, you know, kind of tuning in. Yeah. Uh huh. Any comments on what I was talking about from your 3D side? Um. Yeah, I I almost uh, jumped in at one point. Uh, I yeah, um, it's it's like we are at all levels. We we're not only uh in this room, but we are. Different aspects of us are at the higher dimensions too, and mm -hmm. it helps us keep oriented. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, people are a mixed bag, and. They're positive, they're negative, they have a bunch of stuff going on in them. And if you want to keep orienting yourself into the higher levels of spirit, then you have to start looking for what's best in people and attempting to acknowledge it and relate to it. It's kind of like when I'm going through the supermarket line and I tell the lady, hey, you know, you're blessing everybody when they're walking by. Oftentimes it's a black person and, um, you know, they come from a religious background. And, and then I look at them and say, are you a Christian? And do you believe in God? And they are so amazed that I say that because... Um, I knew it was true. I could feel the Christ energy. And it's beyond being religious. It has nothing to do with being religious. But religion may have helped trigger them on, onto that. So 
if I do if I do that with somebody, and the next time I come to the supermarket and that same person is there, they'll look up and have all this love in their eyes. I don't have to say anything. And Terry has watched that happen. It's like I do it every time I'm around people. And I don't do it unless the energy's there. But when I feel the energy, I try not to miss an opportunity to uh, lift the vibration in the moment. Okay, let's get started. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light. Yeah, we would prefer that you formulate a question. Okay. Well, last week, we came up with a discussion about light bodies, multiple souls, and high selves, okay? And we came into some um, answers and understandings that I have never heard anyone else say, Uh, specifically the light body is actually a container of your soul or multiple souls in the same body, and your high self is the leader, so to speak, of all the either individual or multiple souls that are present. And it's like a recapitulation of what you said last week. Yes. Um, the uh, body, the physical body, and the person is composed of three parts. There is the higher self, the middle self, and the lower self. The lower self consists of the molecules and the systems that operate the body, and they work synergistically with the um, other cells, the uh, middle self, um, there's parts of it like the unconscious mind and the subconscious mind uh, that affect the thought processes in the mind uh, and the person is unaware and the unconscious mind is unaware of itself. And uh, when the unconscious mind and the subconscious mind become aware, uh, then uh, mind chatter can cease and uh, things can straighten out and the individual can know who he really All participants are unmuted.
All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Um, it is um, an area that has been uh, mysterious, and uh, sometimes the um, psychiatrists will use electric shock to try and get all the minds together and unify the uh, being if they have multiple personalities or something. Uh, however, that is a forced unification and where uh, the psychiatrist tries to get all the cells back together, uh, it is a forced um, situation and the person uh, will eventually uh, go back to its state of separation within itself. Uh, that's a little bit of information there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have these three cells. Um, if we were going to locate them in our bodies, if if they can be located, where would they be located? Well, the uh, lower self would be located in the different parts of the body, the nervous system, the circulation system, um, the uh, thyroid, the thymus, um, the lymph system. Uh, in, in other words, it's running all the things that are running on automatic pilot in our it body. Seems, it seems like automatic pilot to you because it is operated by the consciousnesses working together in the maintaining of the body. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the um, the body um, at some point can operate um, even without the middle self and the higher self, for instance, as the um, higher self and the middle self may um, go exterior and travel outside of the body, um, and, and the body itself still maintains. Um, so then there is the middle self, which contains the mind and the thought processes, um, and you have thoughts that run through your mind, um, often triggered by past circumstances and situations and reminding the mind of things that happened before it, it brings in belief systems, thoughts about belief systems uh, that have been um, at some time in the past used 
by that aspect of the mind. And these thoughts and belief systems um, may not even agree with what you are really feeling. And you say, well, why did I think that? Uh, because that uh, isn't how I feel. Like, you might feel terrific, and then um, one aspect of your mind comes in and thinks, oh, everything's so boring. Uh, I said, well, those two things are in conflict. How, why would I think that? Well, it wasn't you, it was the aspect of your mind. Uh, so, so the, the, the middle self, if, if I was going to make it very simple, would be like your conscious self. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it would okay. also contain the unconscious mind and the and, and the subconscious mind. The, the subconscious mm -hmm. mind might be somewhat aware, and the unconscious mind would be just unaware of itself. Mm -hmm. And then last week's description of the high self was it was a coordinator of all the cells in another dimension. And so if there were multiple souls occupying the same um, white body and then the same body, then the high self would be the coordinator of all those. Is, is it also the coordinator of this, the three cells you just spoke about? The lower self, yes. the middle self, and... Yes. and yes. yes. And if you have um, different parts of each other in disagreement, like, um, let's say that the, the body has chakras, which are spinning... Um, spinning centers of light. There's more than seven, but generally they're thought of as seven. Uh, now, one of them is the throat chakra that is spinning. And if the person um, is withholding information and lying and um, cheating and of not wanting other people to know that they're doing that, then they place a damper on the spontaneous expression of the throat chakra, and they may affect the spin, and so the spin may stop spinning so brightly and pulling in and connecting energy and connecting with the surroundings and may then um, create problems in the health of the individual because it doesn't have a proper exchange of energy um, and the um, higher self may be in fact um, putting a damper upon the rest of the body because of 
about ethics, the uh, not having the proper ethics uh, in relationship to the others around him. So um, the relationship of the person with the people around uh, has a big effect on the health of the body um, and on the maintenance of the body. So, in other words, if a person is not honest, not ethical, uh, devious, it's going to affect the spin of their throat chakra. That is, is correct. Then, and their heart then, chakra. And, and their heart chakra. Their, and their power chakra. It's going to affect the chakras, their survival chakra, the foundation chakra. Uh, the third eye, because they don't, the third eye is intuitiveness, and they may not want to see what's really there. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're all in their connection with the higher realms. It all gets um, damped. And, uh, and, and that makes the person get sick, oftentimes. Without the proper spin on the chakras, then you can't have the energy going to the various parts of the uh, body uh, that should be there to maintain it and to even bring happiness. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, and where is the light body and the soul? in all of this process? The soul, we could call the higher self, and the higher self is a part of the party to the light body, and the light body is an energy body that maintains the health of the physical body and connects with it, and um, and coordinates the uh, middle self, the, the mind, and, and and the function of the body. Is that, is is the light body uh, uh, like a precursor to the chakra spins? Um. Yeah, you could say that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if the chakra spins, start screwing up for whatever reason, let's just say a person is dishonest or cheating people, that, that will affect the chakra spins in many cases, okay? Yes, yes. And um, then the light body is going to shift to match the chakra spins. Yes. Okay. Now, with a service to self person, and this is something I have noticed, and you can comment on it, a service to self person can be devious, and they can still seem to have an open heart. And oftentimes, they are getting, this is my observation, 
they are getting the energy of their open heart from someone else, okay? Like uh, in a relationship, an intimate relationship is a transfer of energy where somebody can have their heart open even though their service to self um, because they're taking the energy from another person. Uh, do I have that correct? They do rely upon um, the other person because their own systems have gotten um, backwards in a way so that they take the siphon off energy from others. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is true. So in that case, oftentimes if the relationship breaks up, the person is devastated, the service to self person. Yes, and they aren't thinking of the other person and they can get vengeful. Because mm-hmm. their energy is oh. shut off. Mm-hmm. Now, if a light body can carry more than one soul, as we spoke about last week, and that you seem to indicate that was fairly common. Yes. Yeah. And in that case, did those multiple souls come in at birth? Did they come in during the life, and do they continue after death? They continue after. They do continue after death. They may come in during the life, or they may have come in uh, before the birth sometime. Mm-hmm. And and the same high self is really just the chief soul, right? So. Say that again. The high self is the head soul. Yes. Okay. That is correct. Yes. How does the high self get elected? Is it an automatic because they're more advanced than the others, or is there another process? Um, they may be wiser, and mm-hmm. um, the um, the middle self. Souls that are in the middle self may have bought the line of uh, garbage that they aren't worth it, that they're not worthwhile, that they aren't as good as other people, so they stepped out. Mm -hmm. Um, There was programming on many people um, to get uh, souls to step down by uh, programming them that they were the slime of the earth, that they weren't worthwhile, they weren't worth it. Uh, And the souls tend to be really good, and they don't want to um, inflict themselves on others. And if they feel that they aren't a good person, they may simply uh, step down out of consideration. Mm-hmm. So, so it you is know, hard. You, Go ahead. You said something that I don't want to miss there. 
uh, you're talking about the middle self. Yes. Is it actually, you know, we have a, a lower self, middle self, and a high self, okay? Yes. And you seem to indicate the lower self and the middle self were also souls. There are, there are, is concentration of life. And mm-hmm. the concentration of life, see, they're spinning, they're spinning in the molecules. And the concentration in life is distilled from the one infinite creator where you have a spin on a molecule, on, on a chakra, you, you have spinningnesses. Um, it is the process by which the life awareness is brought into the the, phys, the physical by mm-hmm. the spin uh, is a distillation of awareness that is concentrated by the spin from the one infinite creator. So everything is part of the one infinite creator and mm-hmm then it begins its own journey, experiencing um, adventures in the physical world and begins to put together a uh, belief system or a program or uh, a history of experiences that it then becomes more aware and builds on. Okay, now, if we have an individuated middle self, would that individuated middle self have its own level of evolution? So at some point it could, you know, go through many, many multiple experiences and continue on another life? And maybe at some point be a conscious self or even a high self. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So everybody automatically has three, a minimum of three different energies then. Uh, they have a lower self, a middle self, a lower self, a conscious self, and a high self. Uh Lower self and the middle self, they contain the conscious self and an unconscious self, subconscious self contained in the middle mm-hmm. uh, section, and, uh, and they can be unified and working together and synergistic in service to others and synergistic within themselves or can be divided and ununified uh, with partly service to others and partly service to self, which can mess up the middle self and create things like possessions. And um, it is a, a magnificent journey towards uh, enlightenment. So. You have, when we think of ourselves, you know, and we think of our individuality, 
it's far more complex than we could imagine. Yes. Yeah. We have actually an orchestra taking place. Yes, making, you have a team. Make, you have a team. Yes. And does the team always get a... Part of your team could be service to self, and part of it could be service to others, true? That is correct. And, and that would the miss- service to others can really, um, really help support one and unify one, and the service to self could really tear one up. And any any part of the team, you know, like like the lower self, the conscious self, can you have a service to self, high self? Yes. You can. Okay. You can have a service to self, high self, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, who makes the decisions? Like, can one part of the self break off and say, I want to go into another being now when you die, you know, on the other side? Yes. You know, so each individuated part of oneself is totally free will in yes. the next step, right? Yes. And and do do sometimes a part of oneself leave in the middle of one's life or come in in the middle of one's life? Yes. Yes. So is that common? Mm. Well, maybe not so common, but for uh, on the road to enlightenment, it is more common. When a person has a uh, a strong disposition for a conscious level disposition for um, evolution and enlightenment, whatever. Can some of the lower uh, self-serving parts of them leave at that point because they can't find expression? Because they can't find what? Expression. In other words... They, they can leave, yes. Yeah. It, it's possible. 